0: Matthew chapter 27. I'm going to read a few um, peculiar verses that we don't always uh, mention or preach from, but they're pretty powerful in my estimation. Book of Matthew chapter 27 and verse 52. The book of Matthew chapter 27 and verse 52. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. And came out of the graves after the resurrection. They went into the holy city and appeared unto many. It's pretty powerful. Now we're going to go down to verse 57. And we're going, to, we're going to back up in the story for just a moment. And we're going to revert back to the resurrection of Jesus. And when the evening was come, verse 57, there came a rich man of Arimathea, Named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. And he went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth, and he laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out of the rock. And he rolled a great store, a great stone to the door of the sepulchre, and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over. Against the sepulchre now the next day that followed the day of the preparation the chief priests and the Pharisees came together into Pilate saying sir, we remember That the deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days I will rise again so this is what we want you to do command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure someone say sure Until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so that the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Go have your watch, go your way, make it as sure as you can. Someone shout sure. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. So they went and made the sepulcher sure. Someone shout sure. For just the next few moments, I want to preach to you on this simple thought. Don't be so sure. Don't be so sure. I'd like to preach to you, but I'd also like to preach to the enemy on behalf of you. I'd like to get something back tonight. I said, I'd like to get something back tonight. Come on, it's Sunday night. There's victory in this house. I said, it's Sunday night. There's an atmosphere that is pulsating in this. I'm not going to have to preach very long. God wants to disrupt this house. So turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't be so sure. Turn to your other neighbor. Tell them, don't be so sure. Why don't you just point? Why don't you just tell the spirit world? Don't be so sure. Would you pray with me one more time? God, thank you. Thank you, God, for your spirit that is hovering in this house. Thank you for the miracles that are in this room. Thank you for your manifest presence that is in this house. God, let there be in the name of Jesus a loosing in the spirit. I thank you even now for what you are going to do in the next few moments. God, by the time we lay our head upon our pillow tonight, let it be said that we came to the house of God. And let it be said that we took a promise back. That we regained a prophecy that we had let go of. Let it be said of us that something happened in that Sunday night service after winds In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Somebody shout in Jesus' name. Now clap your hands one more time unto the Lord. Lord bless you and you can be seated. I was sitting while a story was relayed and told in such a way that it left an indelible mark in my spirit. So it was that it is the story of a man named Ali Clack. He would be fighting among the Confederate soldiers in the Civil War. It would be that he would begin to ride throughout the battlefield watching, looking for anything that he could spoil, plunder, or take. It was the day after the battle, as the smell of smoke was still pungent in the air, he began to eye the bodies that were strewn across the battlefield, looking for anything of value that could be an asset to him. Looking for anything that he could take home. So it was that as he was riding atop his steed, that he spied something in the distance. To everybody else, it it looked like just another makeshift tent. It looked like some guns that had a blanket draped over them. And and so it was that everybody else had passed by what Alley Clack was now intensely gazing at. So it is that he made his way closer and closer and closer until he came to that makeshift tent, got off his horse, and began to untie the blanket. It was not just any blanket. It was a waterproof blanket. So it was, he thought to himself, the next time I'm caught camping out in the rain, I will be the one with a waterproof blanket. It was the first of his kind in that era. And so, and so it is that he's getting ready to un- untie and loose it from the guns. And he notices that there are feet and boots coming out from below the tent. They are clad in blue. They belong to a Union soldier. It seems as if he is almost spooked, which is unique. He has just rode among the dead. Something causes him to want to step back, but yet he really wants this waterproof blanket. And so it is that he continues to quickly and hurriedly untie the blanket until there is a movement. The boot moves just slightly. He stops, and then he hears a voice from under the tent. And the voice declares, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) When it comes to a child of God, it does not matter how horrific the battle. It does not matter how traumatic the situation. It does not matter how dead and done it looks. When it comes to a soldier of the cross, you can never be so sure. It does not matter how final the situation seems. When it comes to a lady of God, when it comes to a man of God, you just can't be so sure. Tell your neighbor, don't be so sure. Michael Bumgarner, he was a pitcher for the Giants when this story would take place. A radio host began to relay it. It struck me as equally indelible. He began to tell it in a comical manner. Michael Bumgarner would receive a call from his wife letting him know that there was a snake on the porch, and he needed to come home promptly and kill it. So it was that he began to ride back home, and as he got out of his truck, he he noticed with his wife that there was a peculiarity about the snake. It was oblong. It was oddly shaped. So it was that he, he, he... he killed the snake, but then he called a friend of his that was a field dresser and he says, You need to you need to come over and you really need to you really need to survey the snake with me. So his friend comes over and, and 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 they begin to splice open and, and cut open the snake and, and what they find is two rabbits swallowed by the snake. Something in his appetite wanted to eat good before he died. So it was that as they're surveying the scene, there's a twitch of a hair. There's the fluttering of an eye. And they realize that one of the rabbits is still alive. And it is not dead. And so they begin to nurse it back to health. You just can't ever be so sure. There are saints of God that have been swallowed. There have been saints of God that have been devoured. There are saints of God that have went through extreme stories and situations. But when you are referring to a child of God, it does not matter how final it appears to be. All it takes is one twitch of hope. All it takes is one service, one song, one conference for life to come back and emerge forth. Jesus has always recruited evangelists out of death, out of graveyards. Jesus has always looked for those whose plight seemed to indicate that they were Dead and done. The Bible tells us that there is a man named Jonah. He has the call of God on his life. And yet he is rebelling. He is running. He is going in the opposite direction of where God is asking him to go. So it is that he has a ticket for Tarsus. And he thinks that he can flee the presence of God. And what he does not realize is that it is a ticket for two. Because as long as he is running, the Lord is chasing after him and will not leave him alone. Jonah is in such a carnal state that he finds himself in the middle of a boat that is now in the middle of a storm and while the heathens are praying jonah is below deck asleep and snoozing he is in such a carnal state that 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 the heathen have to wake him up to pray And so it is he begins to emerge from below deck. And he begins to realize what is happening. And they begin to realize what is happening. And so it is that we find that they decide to throw Jonah overboard for their own sanity and salvation. And the Bible says that a great whale swallowed Jonah. He would begin to describe what takes place. He 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 would describe it as the bars of the earth. He would declare that God delivered him from corruption or death. And even when he was in his lowest point, quite literally, what he does not realize is that his life is going to be the template for prophecy. Because it is going to be said... Just as Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and night, so the Son of Man is going to be in a tomb and he is going to resurrect. Even while Jonah seems dead and done. Even when his ministry seems over. You can't be so He's at the bottom of it all. He is descending, swallowed by a great whale. But the Bible says, the Lord, one of the most powerful statements in your Bible, the Lord spoke to a fish. Jonah could talk back, the whale couldn't. Jonah could disobey, the whale couldn't. The Lord spoke to a fish. No doubt Jonah was wondering if the Lord would ever hear him again. No doubt Jonah was wondering if the Lord would ever speak to him again. I imagine that the, the silence was was eerie and dangerous. And yet what Jonah does not know is that while the Lord is not speaking to him, the Lord is speaking to what is holding him. This may not be for everybody, but i got to preach to a child of God that's coming to the end of a powerful week. And you're wondering why you haven't heard the voice of the Lord yet. Can I submit to you that if the Lord is not speaking to you, it might just be that He has been speaking to what has been holding you down, holding you in, and holding you... Because you never can be so sure. So it is that Jesus, so it is that God recruits an empty grave evangelist called Jonah. It would be Ezekiel who would be plopped in the middle of the valley of dry bones. So horrific is this situation that the valley has taken on the identity of what it holds. It is the valley of dry bones. It is a floor filled with those that have been slain in battle and yet Ezekiel said the Lord told me to speak and the Lord told me to prophesy so I prophesied as I was commanded and a graveyard turned into a marching ground because God has always walked among the dead God has always walked among the done God has always walked among what." Seem to be final to recruit his greatest testimonies uh, and to recruit another, uh, another empty grave evangelist. So it was that Lazarus, a friend of Jesus, has died. Jesus comes late on the timetable. Jesus, Jesus, Stands weeping. He stands weeping. Jesus wept. Not at the death of Lazarus. I believe Jesus is weeping over the funeral of their faith. They believe that he could have raised Lazarus. And they believe that one day Lazarus... Will be raised, but they have no faith for right now because right now faith demands vulnerability and risk. And so Jesus is weeping, but then he begins to speak those simple faith infused words Roll the stone away. He adds another sentence to his sermon. And he says, Lazarus, come forth. You do not realize how settled this is, Jesus. You do not realize how certain this is, Jesus. You do not realize how final this is, Jesus. Lazarus, come forth. Study... Shows that it's quite possible that there were steps descending into that tomb. It's quite possible that there was anywhere from 15 to 20 steps going down into the bottom of that tomb. So I submit to you that when Jesus cried, Lazarus, come forth, nothing. Seem to happen. On the surface. I submit to you. That there's some awkward silence. As Jesus is looking. At a tomb. Whose stone has been rolled away. And has just called. For a man that has been dead. For days. And nothing. Seems to be happening. It does not take. A moment, it only takes a few seconds for feet to begin to shift, for glances to begin to ensue, for people to begin to question, for people to begin to wonder, is this going to be the moment? Is this going to be the moment when Jesus finds himself in a situation so sure? that he cannot undo it. But what they do not see is Lazarus is taking the first step and then the second step and then the third step and then the fourth step and then the fifth. I submit to you on a Sunday night that things are happening beneath the surface more than the naked eye can comprehend When doubt begins to defy you and speak and say, See, I told you nothing is happening. We walk by faith, not by sight. We do not walk by what appears to be. We go by what is appointed to be. And I'm telling somebody... Lazarus is coming up the steps, the answer to prayer is coming up the steps, the protocol is coming up the steps, the breakthrough is, to, how do you get resurrected, sometimes you're resurrected one step at a time. Musicians come. All of a sudden. Oh, I got to stay here for just a minute. I I need somebody to help me. Which of you guys want to help me? All of you, all five, run up here. One, two, three, four, five. Now, who's going to be Lazarus? My man, did you dirty. We're going to let you be Lazarus. The Bible says that he's covered in grave clothes. Is this all right? I'm almost done. It's all right? Can I I have your jacket? Can I have your jacket? Can I have your jacket? Can I have your jacket? The Bible says that he's covered in grave clothes. Not just covered, he's tied. Um, all of y'all will probably have to uh, take your suits to the cleaners, and unfortunately, I will not be paying for it. ran out of jackets where should this last jacket go on the other arm who said that Haley you have a higher IQ than me do y'all want to preach y'all stop telling me what to do okay y'all let me I know where this story is going Uh, Yeah, I think Haley was right. All right, this goes on this arm. But you hit, I need one more jacket. I need one more jacket. I need one more jacket. Can, can Can you give me your jacket? Thank you. The Bible says his face was covered with a napkin. Thank you so much guys, you can go. No, not you Lazarus. Now y'all stay right there actually on the steps. I'm gonna need you in another minute. Y'all stay right there. Y'all stay right there. You can play, you can play. Um, I'm not done yet, I just want them to think I'm done. Lazarus is being resurrected just like some of you. One step at a time. That's what discipleship looks like. One step at a time. That's what growing in God looks like. One day at a time. That's what learning how to pray looks like. One moment at a time. That's what walking in holiness looks like. One verse at a time. Sometimes resurrection takes a process. But when everything seems so sealed and sure on the surface, underneath, Lazarus was on his way. Now some of you have a Lazarus in your life and some of you are Lazarus. If you're Lazarus, I want you to I want you to think with me from his perspective. He's been walking without being able to see. But he's still been walking. He's listening and he's hearing the voice of Jesus and he walks up and he walks up and finally he walks out of the tomb the Bible says that Jesus declares loose him and let him go I want you to come take a jacket hi Lazarus I want you to come take another jacket. I want you to come take another jacket. I want you to come take another jacket. I think they helped him until they didn't have to. I think they started unwrapping and loosing him, but I think by the end, he started loosing himself. We'll pray with you until you know how to pray. We'll dance with you until you know how to dance. We'll fast with you until you know how to fast. We'll believe with you until you know how to believe. We'll loose you until you know how to lose yourself. Because we believe that no matter the soul, you just can't be so Stay standing. Life unfolds. And the Bible says that Jesus is back at Mary and Martha's house. And they're having dinner. And Lazarus is there. Lazarus is there. Some of you need to tell hell that you're going to have dinner after you die. Oh, y'all thought that just kind of a cute little preaching point. No, some of you need to tell the enemy, I'm reserving a table for two. There's going to be revelation after this. I'm going to know more of God after this. I'm going to have dinner after I die. This is not the end of me. This is not the funeral of me. This is not the epitaph of me. Don't write my obituary yet. There is something more to come. East Wind, there are more prophecies to be fulfilled. There are more promises to lay hold of. There are more prodigals coming back. There are more answers to our prayers. And just as God used Jonah, and just as God used that valley full of bones that became an exceeding great army, and just as God used Lazarus, the Bible says that when he rose from the tomb, he was not the only one that rose from the tomb. You see, sometimes we, we, I think we get it a little wrong. I know it's not Easter, but Easter was never about just one empty grave. The Bible says the bodies of the saints arose and somebody in the city got a knock on the door from an empty grave event <laughs> somebody got a knock on the door from an empty grave evangelist that's what happens when you walk into your world that's what happens when you walk to your family reunion that's what happens when you go back to your job you represent a grave that is no longer in use you represent a tomb of addiction you represent a tomb of dysfunction that had to let you go Tell your neighbor, don't be so sure. Tell your other neighbor, don't be so sure. Watch. Watch. Paul, thank you guys, thank you guys. Paul begins to hear that there are those that are questioning the resurrection of Jesus. Paul is emphatic that if you do not believe in the resurrection of Jesus, you are of all men most miserable. He declares to them if you do not believe that He arose, how are you convinced that you are going to rise? He begins to make his case not only for the resurrection of Jesus but the future resurrection of us at the end of his case he said therefore be ye steadfast unmovable always be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding. It kind of sounds like he's saying, You can be sure of this. Be ye sure. That's what steadfast means. We can't be so sure but you can. Watch. I believe the Lord can raise you spiritually. I believe the Lord can raise you emotionally. I believe the Lord can resurrect the dead physically. But even if I die in this earth the Lord is coming back and in the twinkling of an eye there's going to be a catching away and his bride is going to meet him in the air one day one day we're going to be sitting around and there it's supper of the lamb and you know what I'm going to do brother Richie I'm going to walk up to you and I'm going to say the enemy couldn't be so sure but we had a surety we had a confidence we had a hope Now, I'm going to be transparent with you. I cannot find it. If you can, I want you to tell me. I have read, I have researched, I have looked. But sometimes I get, you know, maybe I'm just a little off. Maybe I'm a little sleep deprived from Wynn's conference. I cannot find in the Bible where when Jesus met with his disciples it's ever called the Last Supper. I can find where it was called the Lord's Supper. I cannot find where it's called the Last Supper. I can't find it. If you can, let me know. This is what I came to tell you. The Last Supper is not the Last Supper. I I I don't want to be I I I don't want to be morbid. I'm not trying to be morbid. But if cancer takes me, the last supper is not the last supper. If a stray bullet takes me downtown Dallas, the last supper is not the last supper. If a diagnosis removes me from this world, the last supper is not the last supper. I'm going to heaven. I'm not gonna be here forever. One day, He's coming back for you and me. And I'm sure of it. If there's anybody excited about heaven, I just want you to move into the aisle. And I want you to move from the aisle into the altar. And I want you to remind all of hell, I am not done. My situation is not final. come on there's more Jonah there's more Lazarus there's more Valley of Dry Bones there's more all of this in heaven too all of this and heaven too you know what I think would be appropriate I've been preaching for 36 minutes and 7 seconds. 36 minutes and 10 seconds. 36 minutes and 12 seconds. I don't know how much energy you have left. I'd just like to have a little victory party. I'd like, I like—I—I. There was a shout in this house and I don't think it's left this house. I'd like to just... Tell hell. Don't. I'd like to tell every demonic force that would try to rise up against this church after such a marvelous week. Don't. I'd like to tell. Every voice that says our prayers are not going to be answered, our promises are not going to be fulfilled, and our prodigals are not coming back. Don't! What do you say, mama? What do you say, daddy? What do you say, teenager? What do you say, young adult? What do you say new convert all of this in heaven too i'm going to have more miracles and i'm going to heaven i'm going to see more breakthrough and i'm going to heaven somebody else is going to get the holy ghost and we're all going to heaven somebody just get a little shout in your spirit somebody just get a little dance in your spirit Somebody just get a little rejoicing in your heart and mind He picked me up turn Somebody move your feet
1: somebody wave your hands Somebody just tell him
0: I'm not done I'm
1: not done I'm not done Heal my
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you feel victory in the camp of Israel? Amen. Why don't you turn around and high five your neighbor. Say, I'm going to get up out of this grave. Amen. God be for us who can be against us. Amen. God bless you. Just keep on digesting all of this. Throughout the week, let the Spirit of the Lord continue to be in your heart and mind. Keep replaying this in your hearing. Be victorious. God is the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you in the name of Jesus.